Oh, it's me, the ghost of Santa, here to bring you a bonus episode of <laughs> The Hill is Always Greener, a podcast where four friends chill on this snowy, cold December evening to talk about Sonic-related things and have a generally good time. And, uh, hey, this is Jake, talking regular now. Because <laughs> yeah, you just implied that Santa dies after Christmas. <laughs> well, there's a new one. He comes back in time for the next one, yeah. <laughs> okay, I suppose that's how he's been around so long. He just, yeah. he only exists for one day. Uh, yes, that is exactly how it works, and don't let the knife hidden behind me tell you otherwise. <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> the sacrifice for the new Santa. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I am Rock the Jake. I am Game Buddy, also known as Jeremy, to actually most of the rest of the world. <laughs> I am Cyberlink, and I am innocent until the courts say otherwise. <laughs> and I'm Falero. I didn't have a funny thing to add to that. So <laughs> <laughs> <Bah> humbug. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, it's, uh, uh, this, this is a Sonic Cop podcast, by the way, in case you didn't know from all our yeah, this uh, is Santa a podcast, related banter right off the bat. Santa, if you will. Yeah. As, as we as we've discussed previously, Sonic has a bit of a history with Santa Claus himself. So yeah, he he's uh, he Santa. is Santa Claus. You're right. Yes, he, he is true. the new Santa Claus. <laughs> but only on Mobius. I think each planet has its own Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have enough time to get into like all of the Santa cosmology that's you know involved in all this. No, we don't have Demon Tomato Dave on here. He would give us the entire rundown of Santa. <laughs> oh, <That's> geology. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so today, today's episode is going to be just a little bit more laid back and just fun. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, a few of us have some Sonic-y stuff we wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Well, since it's not to pull the curtain too far back, but it's been a little bit since the last time we recorded. And um, I think last time Luke mentioned how he had uh, played uh, uh, actually for us um, Sonic Triple Trouble 16 bit, which is that uh, fan made remake that came out. And um, I picked it up right after that stream and it is fantastic. Um, I haven't made it too much farther than uh, Luke did. I have not dived into, well, I won't spoil it, but uh, the post-game content, wink. Uh, but man, it is super good. It, it really feels like a, um, that you know, very much in the feign of like the other updates of uh, classic Sonic games. Um, but it is, uh, I'm just kind of in awe like i i really do see all of the uh the the hard work that uh went into this one it's much more than just copy pasting uh <laughs> you know the the original game gear game onto a uh a new new look yeah much credit to noah copeland if that's how you say his name um <laughs> for making this one it's quite i've not actually played far into it myself but yeah luke did demonstrate it for us and it's it what they went obviously went into this to the idea of not just making triple trouble uh, a mega drive slash genesis game but like making it the next in the series after sonic 3 and knuckles like like canonically like in terms of chronolo chronology it's it's really good <laughs> yeah the change the changes made feel very meaningful and it just it all comes together in a way that i don't think i originally expected but i'm super pleased with 
I really love the, and I'm, I'm want to make sure that I am saying this in a completely positive way. I love that the story that has been added to the game feels very much like what a super diehard Sonic fan would put in like a, a Genesis style cutscene, but like the Sonic team probably wouldn't go that elaborate, but I love it. I think it works super well. Um, uh, again, I don't want to spoil anything cause everybody should just go play this. I'm pretty sure it's, it's not intensive on any machine. Uh, but I, I really do, uh, like all of the little extra stuff and the, uh, story bits and all that jazz. It's super good. Plus, you can toggle between Knack and Fang if you're into that. Like on the options yeah. menu, you pick your the name of the character. It's yeah, the that's that is that is such a, a nice little thing. I can't remember what what are some of the other options. Uh, I can't remember if the uh, all the Sonic special moves are are toggleable or just included. Because hey, that's how you that's what you do in a Sonic game. If the drop dash and the figure eight peel out isn't in there, then can you really call it a Sonic fan game? But uh, absolutely not. I also I uh, have not played um, all the way through it yet, but I also played some of Sonic and the Fallen Star, which is another um, Sonic fan game that uh, came out around, um, I think, the the same time as uh, Triple Trouble 16-bit, and is also really nice. It's... Uh, Everything looks custom as far as the 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 artwork, the backgrounds, um, like the the music. I'm pretty sure is all original, and um, I, I wasn't sure when I'd seen video footage of it how it was going to play, but it it actually plays really well. Like if I had to compare it to something, um, it reminds me of the advanced games. Um, if that makes sense, like there's a lot of like focus on uh, like hitting ramps to make it up to like the high uh, paths on levels, but that are super, super high up like the the screen just doesn't stop scrolling up. The, the good thing about it is it's um, zoomed way out. You know, it's, it's a, it's a widescreen game made for that. And so, you know, unlike the advanced games, it doesn't feel like kind of cramped. Like you can see all of the, the obstacles in front of you, but it's, uh, it's really nice. Very pretty. Um, it's got a, again, it's got like a little pantomime uh, story to it. Um, that, that seems really cute. It really is just Sonic is looking for pieces of this fallen star that uh, Eggman seems to want because it's magic. But uh, it's it's really good. I uh, I want to go download the the soundtrack by itself and give that a listen. But yeah, just uh, just some good fan game recommendations. The the Sonic Triple Trouble sixteen bit looks really cool, and I'm definitely. I'm going to download that and check it out myself because the cool thing about this podcast is I've been more exposed to some of these Sonic fan games and they good. The ones that we've been talking about, they good. So, Oh, trust me. We are going to have plenty more to talk about Sonic fan games in the future. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, I'm glad we can serve the purpose of being here for you to Jake to find out about all these nerdy Sonic things that you might not have gone into otherwise. <laughs> That's all we're here for. <laughs> I am the... I am the audience proxy, so I'm learning along with everybody else. <laughs> yes, let us drag you down as deep as the rest of us. You thought you escaped to the real world when you got married. Oh, not to oh, yeah. me, my son. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, since we're pulling the curtain back a little bit, uh, the last episode we recorded, I was, as you would say, legally single. Now I am legally married. I am a married man, <laughs> and it's awesome. Yay! <laughs> Congratulations! Oh, thank you. I got married in I got married in a barcade, and one of the 
one of the machines in that arcade was I think it was like a custom like arcade machine that at one point was playing uh Sonic the Hedgehog one. Ooh, oh, nice. And man, I kept hearing it as we were like setting up stuff and, and like decorations and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to play that tonight. And then I got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then, I thought, I thought it was really weird that you got sinister or to be your minister, but I didn't want to, you know, judge. You like love, love coward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was weird that he kept, you know, interrupting the ceremony to talk about how he hungered and it's like, come on, dude, the reception is going to be right after this. You can wait until then. <laughs> That happened, and that was amazing and wonderful, and I'm so glad it was part of it. And I'm glad that my friends here on the podcast were able to watch it because I was able to stream the ceremony, too. So thank you guys for being a part of it and legitimately knowing you guys were watching, as well as many others, but especially y'all. It made me so, so happy. So thank you, guys. Absolutely. It's uh, really cool. I saw your graduation as well on live stream. Yeah. (laughs) I remember that, too. Oh, oh, we're, we're, we're connected to Jake through the power of the internet. Uh, I quite like that. <laughs> Truly magical. Yep. Yay, internet. <laughs> I know that there's other reasons to say, to say boo, internet, but yay, internet in these cases. The, the, one, of the, one of the good things. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I hope that in the spirit of Sonic 1 playing in the background as you got married, this is the genesis of something really special. Uh-huh. As you uh-huh. were able to mega drive your way back to wherever it is you went after the wedding. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I was Master <laughs> system. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I do, I have a very small, uh, non-married, but still Sonic-related thing to mention before we get into the episode proper. <laughs> um, Please. And, and, and I think we're actually thinking about talking about this like brand later on as a potential episode later down the line. But uh, a friend of mine got me, who works at Walgreens, he got me a, a few Jack-specific um, uh, Sonic figurines, like just little ones that like, are very comfy on a desk. So I I got them out of their cases and I have like, and it's cool because they have like uh, articulating limbs and stuff. So I've got the crab robot. I've got Sonic with his thumbs up and I've got metal Sonic and I've got them neatly arranged in front of an R wing on one of my bookcases. <laughs> oh, nice. So it's uh, like, it's a tiny thing, but it's actually kind of cool to have like tiny little figurines of sonic and stuff up there yeah is it is are, is it the little uh whatchamacallit little two and a half the the mini figures not the big ones that oh are, yeah yeah what mini. are those like yeah, four inches yeah they're probably like two and a half inches if that yeah i'm looking at some of my the bigger ones that always fall over because it's on a, a wall that has a door on it so anytime oh. <laughs> someone closes the door they fall but i'll figure it out but yeah I, I like those figures i can't remember off the top of my head the the last uh company that did sonic toys but i always thought these were like a pretty minor a minor step up in quality and they're real nice yeah yeah we will have to talk about all those sonic toys someday yeah definitely and I do like the fact that they're smaller so that they don't take up much room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they fit well. They don't take up that much room unless you get the the zone uh, play sets to put them all on. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I've got the, uh, the the Green Hill and the Studiopolis. I haven't seen the, uh, that flying battery one yet, but <laughs> I'll probably stick that on a shelf somewhere because they're really cute. Sweet. So I guess with that all out of the way, it sounds like it's a good time to get into our main topic, which we're calling... The 12 Zones of Christmas. (laughs) It's 12 because uh, we needed to narrow it down and just kind of stumbled into the of Christmas theme. (laughs) This was not not intentional, but I'm glad it worked out the way it did, which is a story of my life. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We 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 cut down. I mean, we basically went to like every Sonic fan wiki and searched by ice, snow, zone, and then cut out like a bunch of the repeats and ended up with this nice little list with. Uh, which Luke graci- graciously made us a, a playlist of YouTube videos, so uh, we didn't have to, <laughs> you know, play through all of these games just to get to these levels. Yeah, and we're basically just talking about like, hey, this one's cool. This is what I like about it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, some are definitely from either games I've uh, barely played or just like completely forgot. Um, but I mean, we, uh, it, you know, these are not in. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go through these twelve zones we picked out in chronological order, and then we're going to stack rank them to basically see how we think each one stacks up against the others. We're we're probably everybody probably knows what's going to be number one just because it is what it is. But I'm interested to see kind of how everybody's opinions falls on each one, and we'll you know see how these shake out. Yeah, we'll we'll do some unofficial categorical comparisons. <laughs> yeah. Do you like top ten lists, kids? Because this isn't one of those, but it's, it's the top twelve. We're gonna get to one. Yeah, that's yeah, right. <laughs> let's start with, as far as I know, the very first uh, winter theme zone in any Sonic game, Icy Isle from Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep, the arcade one with Almighty and Ray. It's definitely not the first one I played, but I guess the first one that ever existed. So, all right. <laughs> yep this i mean i'm i'm again remembering our our discussion way back when about this game um and how you know the zones aren't super unique because they all kind of have the same kind of traps and a couple of different gimmicks but i i like the look um even if it is kind of you know just plain ice but the uh the music is real nice and also the uh the video for this one you included luke i guess i did not realize that you can have uh multiple players on sega sonic arcade because the video has all three characters at once and i was like well that's just diddly dang adorable (laughs) i mean that is the main that's the reason there's three of them so you can technically uh conceivably play it with three people but good luck finding people who want to play a trackpad game yeah, <laughs> also game, finding a copy of the game to play with three people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still think that's the dream for us. But if any of there was a yeah. fourth character, so Jake could play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just be off the, on the sidelines going rah rah go woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you wouldn't have to play it, so you'd be the lucky one. No, no, I actually quite like this game. But... My hands are intact. <laughs> True. the The biggest thing about this game is that I can't remember. Uh, was it only Luke has has played it on real hardware? Yes. Am I remembering as... that correctly? Okay. Yeah. As as far as I remember, and I do think that's probably where this game shines because we talked about how hard it was to get going in Mame, and then even not really how it's supposed to. So I I sure you know in in a in a my perfect one wish world is that this would get ported and properly adapted to a you know a regular controller. But I like this level. It, it, it's very cute. Like I said, uh, I was surprised at how catchy. All the music in Sega Sonic Arcade is, and yeah. this is a nice little tune. Which uh, I mean, if if ice levels in Sonic are to go by, we're definitely going to be like, "Yep," and the music. <laughs> yeah, it does. It doesn't distinctly sound particularly icy uh, or wintry, but I guess you're less focused on the uh, wintry atmosphere than you are trying to stay alive as ice blocks try to 
hurtle you to your death, I suppose. Yes, and, and your characters are shrieking. types falling behind you. And spears coming out <laughs> of the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a big old mess. I quite like yeah, that. It's, it's interesting that this is more of like an artificial ice cavern compared to the more natural environment seen in most of the other stages we're going to look at today. Mm-hmm. It's it's the shortest, I think, because <laughs> yeah. it's because all yeah. of the stages aren't that particularly long. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just under two minutes to get through it. It's a mad dash, so you don't spend a lot of time uh, appreciating this world. But if you like if you like your icy uh, environments to be deadly rather than uh, I don't know pleasant, um, <laughs> this is the one for you. <laughs> Well, so we should we just go ahead and put this next one up at number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I see the time. It's the best. It's the best Sonic stage for the split moment. Okay, it's getting dethroned. Now we're in Ice Cap. Yeah. <laughs> and this is every version of Ice Cap we decided to look at. All the all the official ones. Yeah, we thought about splitting them up, but it didn't make much sense in the end. Yeah. <laughs> and also it would have broken the 12 zone theme. Like, we could have. We could have potentially split Sonic Adventure and Sonic 3 since they're the most varying versions of, like... But they are just the same sort of level. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's, some, there's some snowboarding, there's some ice, there's some snow. You go up, up and down and all around. Wait, that's another level. Um, <laughs> it is very different that, uh, or it is very uh, uh, funny that they are incredibly different levels. Um, but it literally is the same location on Angel Island. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> uh, or is it? If we go by the concept of a, of the two different worlds of Sonic and whereas oh, event the, the modern world is now separate they from the They undid that. We're not allowed to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say yep. like a few years went by and you know a little bit of snow drift, a little bit of tectonic plate shifting, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's after it's fallen a couple of times in between then, so yeah, Oh, yeah, that's probably the biggest change place. actually. <laughs> yeah. But then is yeah is Red Canyon just um, lava reef? <laughs> oh. I've, I've had that theory for a while. It's like the outside of lava reef. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And hot, uh, yeah. Ice cap, specifically Sonic Three Ice Cap. That no matter which official music track is on it, is one of the nicest looking levels in that game, and I, just a bona fide classic. Like uh, we talked a lot about how I think. Maybe if you ask the general population, um, they would remember uh, Casino Night from Sonic 2. But I think, like, once you get a little deeper under the surface of Sonic fandom, you'll have people who are like, oh, yeah, I associate Sonic with Ice Cap from Sonic 3 because of the snowboard and the music and the, oh, just, I, I love the the uh, melancholy, like, indoorsness of act one and then uh how that kind of strips away the sun comes out of the snow clouds into act two unless you're playing this now and that kind of carries over into the adventure version as yeah. well, where you spend most of the first half of the stage inside like the limestone cave jumping from icicles and you know looking around or fishing if you're big yeah <laughs> then you break out and the avalanche starts coming down you got a snowboard for your life yep i even like the uh the how uh ambient the the music in the sonic adventure version is in that first part i've it's it's how it's it's almost not really a song it's very uh discordant but it's very pleasing and then yes the the avalanche (laughs) 
<laughs> at which just... point, at which point, you be cool, be wild, and you be groovy. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> you do. So, uh, so I have a fun story to associate with the music on that. Um, uh, at my job, I work at a TV studio, and one of the things that we do in the morning before the show is we we do what's called faxing, which is just like making sure the the cameras are all working, like audio and video and all that. And one of my jobs uh, on the mornings that I'm assigned to it is I get to play some music to make sure that the person on the camera is hearing uh, the audio. And I've made a big old playlist of music to play. And one of the songs, actually quite a few of the songs, <laughs> come from the Sonic Adventure theme or uh, Sonic Adventure uh, soundtrack. And one of them is the Be Cool, Be Wild song that one oh, yeah that is super good yeah and like and so my like older co-workers have like listened and commented on it and they say it sounds kind of like um it's just like some classic rock uh, uh acts that have you know come and gone <laughs> so it's cool to have that kind of connection with it and so thank you ice cap <laughs> that is definitely one of the uh tracks that i most heavily associate with sonic adventure in my mind like it's one of the ones that really sticks out and i think that that music combined with the snowboarding segment is just one of those set pieces that really leaves an impact on anybody playing Sonic Adventure. Yep, I can close my eyes and hear uh, for <laughs> what the the weird crumbling noise Sonic turns around the wow <laughs> the 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 sound of those weird Eggman jet fighters that buzz you yeah. going down. Yep. And especially if you're playing the Tails ones, all of Sonic's, hey, 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 you made it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Patronizing fuck. (laughs) 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 That is definitely burned into my brain forever. Um, But the the big question is, uh, on topic of soundtracks, which one are we picking when it comes to Sonic 3's Ice Cap? Well, I mean, I I think there is no way in the universe I could say anything other than hard times, which sorry, it is literally just that just that song. You're not going to pick the version from Sonic Drift 2? <laughs> yeah, that is the other ice cap which I don't have much to say except I like the uh uh I like the little tubes you can kind of ramp up and down on on that track. Yeah. Uh, that is super cool. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to compare the, the music on the Game Gear one. That's, it's a little, it's a little, uh, 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 muddy, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice little stage. You know, Sonic Drift is a, a competent little racer. But uh, yeah, it's really hard to shake hard times. Uh, for those who don't <laughs> understand what we're talking about when we say that, because they're not big old nerds, uh, that is the <laughs> original as released um, Ice Cap Zone from Sonic 3 music that we do not have in Sonic Origins. So you missed out yes. on your chance for that one, kiddos. <laughs> uh, it's a lovely little tune. Composed uh, by Brad Buxer, who now we also know is the guy who did all of the, you know, the the Michael Jackson associated Sonic music. Which, yes, I, I Hard Times is a fantastic song on its own. Like if you've if you've never heard the full version, it's just a nice little. Um, I think was composed in the eighties and wasn't like properly released because it's like a you know kind of a lost song EP. Um, from Buxer's group, the Jet Zones. Until now! And 
until now, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but I do, that is one of the uh, the beta tracks that uh, really wormed its way in my brain as being really catchy um, in the, uh, you know, the, the Origins version. And like we said, it's, it was also in the, the PC version in MIDI form and yeah, was on the, the Sonic 3 prototype. Um, it, it, it is very different, but then it's weird that it's different, but also in the same vein as like other Sonic tracks in, in Sonic 3, if that makes sense. It does sound a bit more stereotypically ice level. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something twinkly about it that sort of makes me think of, yeah, I could hear this in lots of other uh, platformer games that just happen to have a snow level. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But it's, it's good. I think, I, quite, I think it's quite good. I just think it's really, really hard to beat hard times. Uh, yes. <laughs> because it's, there's something weird about it. Like, there's a reason it was, like, the most remixed Sonic song on OC Remix for, like, the longest time. Oh, it's for years. It's a fascinatingly yes. unique song. It, it was constantly battling between basically that and Chemical Plant for the biggest number of remixes. Yeah. Because it's because yeah, it can be adapted into various sort of means, but most people are, like, doing dance and trance remixes of it because... I don't know, man. There's something about that bass line and the melody, and there's something melancholic about it, and oh, 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 it's good. Yes, I, I remember distinctly the, um, speaking of OC Remix, their, their Sonic Chaos, Sonic 3 and Knuckles Remix album. The, the one track they did for Ice Cap, uh, it's a very sad, like, piano track that is, that still takes the main melody from, from Ice Cap, but oh, I remember I loved that. Um, not what you would have expected after every, cause uh, they probably heard, like, the millions of other remixes on the site where like, it's like, well, I've got to take a completely different turn. Yes. <laughs> the old piano forte. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta shake it up. <laughs> Speaking of like kind of the melancholic uh, quality to it, it kind of it you know since we are talking about Christmassy kind of stuff, it kind of reminds me of some of my personal thoughts I've had about Christmas music in general and why I think it works so well and why it's so popular. Um, I think I think part of what makes a really good Christmas song is there is like a hint of melancholy. Like you know, there's there's a lot of really popular songs, like even older ones, that like have at least like a hint of like drama or sadness to it um Mm -hmm. like like you know like elvis presley like i'll have a blue christmas without you (laughs) yeah when i think of melancholic christmas songs i immediately think of like christmas time is here from the peanuts christmas special yeah 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 there's there's something about the the tunage and the the both the melody and like the the minor scale melodies of christmas songs that it, it like it brings a sense of longing and so all that to say you know, there is that kind of melancholic feel in Ice Cap too, and you know who who can say Brad Buxer if that's exactly what he was going for, and if that's the thought he had. Maybe I'm just out of my mind, but <laughs> I don't think it was going to be originally a Christmas yeah. song. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe maybe that's <laughs> what he was thinking of the hard times of the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, you, you listen you listen to the lyrics of the song. It's not very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, hard times gone by. I do not think the uh, the the character who is singing is like happy uh, uh, necessarily. I don't think he was imagining uh, Blue Hedgehog skate snowboarding down an icy <laughs> Probably mountain. Not. No, but that Probably didn't stop not. them from putting Ice Cap on the cover of the vinyl release years later. Yeah, of course they did, cheeky bastards. <laughs> One of my prized possessions is that the the forty five LP of Hard Times just straight up uses the 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 Ice Cap's background sprites That's because awesome. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure there was a little bit of a yeah what are you gonna do huh <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that mm-hmm. 
That said, I, I do have to give a shout out to the legally distinct uh, version used in Lego Dimensions. Actually, like, way better than I expected it to be. It's a pretty good kind of imitation of Hard Times while being distinct enough to be its own thing. Uh, of course, obviously, Sega can't use that either because it's technically owned by Warner Brothers Games. So, Oh, God. And they're seconds away from blipping it out of existence forever, <laughs> oh. I'm sure. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, enjoy those Sonic Lego levels while you still can. Yeah. Drink up me hearties, yo-ho. I I completely forgot about that one until I saw it again. Which uh, didn't you get me the the Lego Dimension Sonic set, Luke, for I my birthday did. or something? Just <laughs> I randomly out that of game nowhere. Hard back in the day, I think you did. <laughs> I I still have it, and I I've played those those Sonic levels, which are uh, pretty solid from what I remember. Yeah, like it's it's very clearly you know force a engine that wasn't really built for speed to do Sonic speeds, and it doesn't always work, but. I give them props for trying, and there's a lot of charm to it, but <laughs> we will definitely have to, you know, devote either an episode or a section of an episode to that game one of these days. Yeah, that might I fit mean, right in with a toys discussion. It's, it's written by Sonic nerds. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, That's it's why. made by the people who made, you know, 3D Blast and an R, so That's the, the, sales, the lineage right? is yeah. there. Yep. Which this next one, uh, hey, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, it's Sonic Triple Trouble. Yep. It's the Robotnik Winter Zone. Yes. Called Robotnik Winter Zone, apparently in every language, which yeah. is kind of wild. It's a like, choice. It is specifically yeah, yeah. his winter. Specifically yes. his. <laughs> <laughs> is it his because he, he found the one wintry part of uh, wherever this is taking place and just plopped one of his bases down. He's trying to induce nuclear winter. <laughs> yeah. He made oh, an no. evil snow machine. What does it do? <laughs> it makes snow, but evilly. <laughs> I mean, what do you... Like, if we really wanted to speculate on it, what if it was like Gerald Robotnik trying to help like rebuild the glaciers, but it went horribly wrong? <laughs> yeah. And then Metal Sonic crashed uh, into the lava and then... <laughs> oh no oh no now this land of the sky is going to split apart <laughs> this is a really uh which this really comes across in the the fan remake but this is almost like a spiritual sequel to ice cap because sonic starts out on his little snowboard and uh picks it up again i think later in the level yeah and um it's it's super cute it's 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 so interesting to i, I love the fan remake but also to see that the game gear original is also pretty elaborate in the uh you know all the little gimmicks with the the snowboard and sonic's i, I love his little sprite where he's he's basically riding it kind of like a wakeboard um in in his little sprite pose and uh I, I like this level um again the music is a little it's it's stripped back um you know compared to like a, a genesis game um but i do like the uh the overall melody on this one 
Yeah. I appreciate the use of little drifts of like thicker snow that will slow you down on occasion or get you stuck until you jump out. Like, you know, that's something that I feel like you should have in a snow level because if you've ever tried walking in heavy snow, it's not easy. Yeah, no. Oh, boy. I've not uh, uh, not had the pleasure of walking through real sn- thick snow. I think I've only done like uh, fake snow at a, a ski lodge in North Carolina. But... <laughs> Interesting. Because we typically don't get it either. We don't get it either, but like suddenly a few years ago, inexplicably, it was like, hey, have all the snow. <laughs> uh, and that was a fun experience. <laughs> yep. It's, Getting uh... your... Putting putting one foot down and then realizing your shoes are not waterproof and so mm-hmm. you're immediately oh, yeah. soaked. <laughs> if you ever want a twenty minute journey to become like an hour journey, then <laughs> snow. experience snow. That'll, yep. that'll bring it to you. Yep. <laughs> Can we talk about like the real highlight of this level? By the way, uh, the, the the centerpiece, the 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 piece de resistance. I was so level. hoping we would get there because <laughs> this is the thing that. It's definitely going to put it over Icy Isle. I don't know that it's going to put it over Ice Cap, but we need to talk about the legend. The boss of this level is a giant floating penguin with yeah. the intimidating, terrifying moniker of Giga Thomas. <laughs> A.K.A. Pin. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember stumbling upon this when we were making the list and just did a double take saying... Did you know the boss at the end of Robotnik's Winter is Giga Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> Not just any old Thomas. We geeked out so hard for Giga Thomas when we ran into him during that stream of uh, Triple Trouble 16-bit. Yes, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. it's a, I, I love his design. I love the, uh, you know, we, we got pictures from the manual. His fully realized design is basically just a, a Penguinator. Um, but with little jets. <laughs> on He's got the metal sonic yeah. eyes as well. Which yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> they, very, they kind of, very much so. I feel like they kind of blended the design of like the penguinator and like the battle birds from Tales Adventure. Yeah, he does have that beak, doesn't he? This looks like if if Tux from um, the old Sonic games got turned into a metallics in STC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Which. Uh, uh, you know, I, I discovered um, mostly uh, doing research while editing um, the turtle uh, badnik enemy from Sonic Heroes' official name is Cameron. So um, he <laughs> he and Thomas are, are chips off the old block there. <laughs> Isn't I there su- like a, the gold Cameron as well? Is it? Yes. <laughs> gold yeah. Cameron and Giga Thomas unite <laughs> for an unstoppable duo. Hanging out at the bar. I, I support the idea of giving more Robotnik badniks just people names. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just, just funny names. That's yeah. an Eggman touch. He's just like, and I shall call you Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> and I will call you Mega Chris. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> that's that's my OC. <laughs> um, I, you know, if the if the uh, the people behind the next Sonic movie are real fans, they're gonna make Tom Wachowski get like robot-sized and turned into Giga Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, Robotnik did say he wanted to make uh, human slaves for making robots, so maybe he'll put Thomas in a penguin robot and then thomas will be the thing that, <laughs> <laughs> that powers the robot 
Tyson, you have the power to make this happen. We know you're listening. <laughs> the dramatic scene where Sonic is shouting at his adopted father. You have to fight it, Tom. You can do it. You're not a penguin. You're a man. <laughs> Become Giga Thomas. <laughs> Just shoots out like donut-shaped energies, blasts like yeah. uh, like Mecha Sonic when he turns super at the end of Sonic Three. Yeah, nothing. yeah. <laughs> and then and then Jim Botnick just looks at the camera and winks really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't script that. He just chose to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he did his research. Yeah. He absorbs so much chaos energy that he can break the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna slot Robotnik Winter right in there between. Ice Cap and Icy Isle. I think that's safe to say. Thank you, Thomas. You made this happen. <laughs> you are the true Giga Chad. <laughs> <laughs> to get back to us talking about Traveler's Tales before, let's uh, jump forward to Sonic 3D Blast with Diamond Dust Zone. Oh, yeah. So uh, what we're looking at is one that's got representations on both the Mega Drive slash Genesis and the Sega Saturn because uh, that's uh, Sonic 3D Blast for you. Yep. Like, I am more familiar with the Saturn music because that was what was in the PC version, but I feel like the Genesis Mega Drive version of the music is seems to come back a lot in different contexts. Like, it was in Generations, it's in Sonic Dash for that, uh, like, snow level, stuff like that. And I think they're both really good tunes. Like, the one in... Uh, the one in the Mega Drive version is definitely a lot more upbeat. It feels more Sonic-y, I would say. But to go back to our earlier discussion, I think the Saturn one has, is, has more of that melancholy that we were talking about for the Ice Zone. And I think it almost... It, I guess it depends on how you play the game, because if you're speedrunning through the level, then I think that the Genesis version is... You know, more your speed, no pun intended. Yeah. Because it's just that it's a lot bouncier. It's got more of a beat to it. Whereas, you know, with the Richard Jakes version on Saturn, it slows it down a lot, which makes more sense if you're kind of slowly hunting for flickies. And just, I think it works a little bit better with the mood that the Saturn version is trying to convey thanks to the extra visual effects and stuff with the falling snow and the more visible, like, iced over portions, the higher definition textures and whatnot. There's a bit there's a bit of a mist going on. It gives you that kind of lost mm. and lonely vibe. I kind of like yeah. it. There's also a little bit of uh, chestnuts roasting on the open fire, sort of like <laughs> brought up in the um, yeah. melody there. Yeah, yeah. And um, to be perfectly honest, that's probably uh, how most of the casual player are going to be going through Sonic 3D Blast is meticulously and a little slower <laughs> because yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to get the hang of that game. Um, although I do, I, I forever have a soft spot for the uh, director's cut, which was a a uh, ROM hack of the Genesis uh, game by the original director of the game, I believe, who yes. basically said like, hey, uh, we intended for a lot more uh, uh, like fixes and content to go into this game and it just never happened. So here is almost decades after the fact. Yeah, here are the changes I would make after 20 years of hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have thought an actual director's cut by the actual director of the game? Uh, Sonic yeah. Adventure. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I I like that version of that game. Uh you know, I I it 
3D Blast is never going to be on the top of my favorite classic Sonic games, but I do really like that director's cut. I think the changes it makes are real nice. And yeah, I really, again, uh, as far as the the music goes, like I super recognize the the Genesis Mega Drive tune more because it it comes back in, in... featured titles and gets referenced a lot but yeah the uh the saturn music is really nice and uh um much more uh dynamic just because again a a change in format from a a cartridge to a disc um but uh, yeah i i definitely agree that they both fit um uh the the platforms that they are on yeah uh, man i i I sure want to play the uh the saturn uh maybe i'll have to settle for the pc version of 3d blast too i mean i was happy enough with the pc version as a kid so (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i i really like i also really like just the use of the winter theming in this zone like there's a lot of really good elements obviously you've got the slippy floors kind of a requisite for a snow ice level but you've also got like a bunch of snow themed enemies like snowmen with that explode and snowmen with guns and like <laughs> snowmen <laughs> with guns. The thing the thing that I always the thing that I always remember is like the wavy, undulating snow that Sonic has to like jump over mm, jump across mm-hmm. to get further into the level. Like that always stuck out as like a really cool effect in my mind, even back then. And I'm it's one of those things that really helps to kind of set games like 3d blast apart from the rest of their sonic kin it is an objectively weird title that is not true 3d it's your you know your isometric uh i i don't know what the name is for that that technique where it's you know donkey kong country style yeah like like pre-rendered Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah pre-rendered yeah. and it's I, I i do look look back on it with kinder eyes now as a a fun little experiment like honestly you know having watched a lot of the uh behind the scenes videos that john burton has put up on his youtube channel over the years it's just impressive that they were able to get the game running at all and as well as they did like it is it is a technical showcase to be sure is uh is john burton game hut Yes. Okay, yeah, because I was going to do a shout-out, but there we go. Yeah. Like, I definitely think that Diamond Dust is better than Robotnik Winter and Icy Isle. Does it top Ice Cap? Yeah, no. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Why would you even <laughs> suggest that? I have to ask. <laughs> it was on the Mega Drive initially, so I suppose it has that going for it, but no. Mm-hmm. I, I do agree with its current placement. I, th- right. I think it's... Its design aspects trump the other other two. Yeah, so Diamond Dust is now our new number two. <laughs> and speaking of number twos, let's jump forward to Sonic Advance 2. Woo! Oh, good. That's the direction Paradise. you're going with that. <laughs> I, I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. Don't be nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're jumping forward to Sonic Advance 2 with Ice Paradise Zone. I would like to say mm. I look forward to the day where we go into this game for a full episode because this game is awesome. I know. I I think I'm almost ready to replay the the advanced trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want I definitely want to give those their fair due when the time comes. Yes. Th- this was a particular Sonic time, I guess, crossed over with oh, I have access to the internet and message boards. Um, because I remember like everybody 
under the sun uh, taking the sprite sheets from the advanced games and yeah. making their own little comics and uh, you know uh, forum banners and avatars and so I, these games do hit a a, 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 a different um, bout of nostalgia in my yeah. brain. It's, it's funny because you know this game this zone originated in advanced 2 but I think more people played it through ultimate flash sonic Oh, <laughs> probably right. This was one of the ones in that yeah. one. Yep. Yeah, looking through the uh, the various videos and especially like the speedrunning of, of these levels, I know Advance 2 is kind of infamous for having so many collectibles and, you know, making you get the Chaos Emeralds with every character to uh, unlock Amy and then <laughs> doing it all over to get her true ending. Um, but I... Uh, did kind of forget that the the traversal in this game is based on a lot of like uh, extra tricks the characters can do. Like I think you hit the uh, the shoulder button on the Game Boy yeah. Advance and hold a direction, and you can yeah get some extra uh, you know verticality or do a a spinning like a with Sonic like a, a kicking move to to get some momentum or even like straight up like backflip backwards yep. uh, to to reverse your momentum to um, you know grab items or, or make some jumps and uh i i really like that and th- this is a very pretty level um oh, yeah uh, i was forgetting how vibrant um you know the the game boy advance palette is and there's a lot going on in the background and how this uh, almost seems uh, you know thinking of like ice cap or um you know levels we're fixing to talk about and almost seems like uh like the high paths on a like a skiing mountain you know there's lots of rails for for sonic to grind on but it doesn't feel like a like a wasteland in the middle of nowhere which is typically what sonic ice levels are this is very much like an i would say almost urban kind of snowland yeah. it's like an iced over city you've got that big mm-hmm. city with the floodlights going on in the background it's a very unique look i quite like it yeah, but I I feel like that is almost to its detriment a bit. Like, there's none of the hallmarks you'd expect from an ice level. Like, there's no snowboarding, there's no breaking through the ice. If you switch the tile set from snow to a more general urban one, it wouldn't really, like, make much of a difference. It doesn't, like, it's got an ice theme, but it doesn't feel like an ice level, if you get my drift. I think so yeah, you're... You have to make that joke. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think that's maybe one of the things about Sonic Advance too, and some of the Sonic Advance games is maybe they're a bit like trying. They're they're inventing a new form of Sonic play, as you see here. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why I never really got into this. It's very. It seems like it takes a lot of mastery, so I feel like everything has to kind of like match a certain formula. Otherwise, like if you had like too many snow gimmicks, Sonic wouldn't be able to accelerate the same way he normally would. Because there's definitely a real emphasis on speed and getting the best time here and working how to navigate the traps and tricks and everything. Maybe, but I do feel like they are not afraid to use gimmicks in those games when, you know, it makes sense. Like, obviously, we all... Like, the Sonic Advance 2 level we all remember is Music Plant because that's one of those, like, super distinct ones. You know what? Good point. And I, I feel like that one does a really good job of using its gimmick, whereas this one, there's really not much in the way of, like... I, like I said, Ice Zone Hallmarks. The closest thing we have is like the slide that Sonic sometimes gets stuck on, but it's like, how is that different from, you know, the slides in a water level, for example? 
That's yeah. true. I guess they're a bit more excited about working with a music level than they are a boring old ice level. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, is this level Luke's bah humbug moment? <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's more like it's the aesthetics of it are very pretty, but its functionality falls short, which yeah. I, yeah, I totally, and I'm, I may be remembering incorrectly. Again, it's been a while since I played it. I think there is a super cheap part in act two, right before the boss that takes you over the water or under it, depending on the path you take. And I remember several characters, like you get to that and just fall through the water and die. And I remember, you know what I, I remember thinking like, what a nasty way to cap off this, you, you know, especially right before a boss. But yeah, now that I'm thinking it has lots of rails, it has the, uh, the, the spinning bars that let you do big jumps, but yeah, it really doesn't have anything unique to it as far as a, you know, you could have thrown some some little ice guys in there it's just a gentrified snowy location you know uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it's it's fine I, I i know that luke like may not like this level as much but he's got a love sonic advance too because you were mentioning how like it's maligned for its um over collectability but we're dealing with the number one banjo kazooie enjoyer here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. size Chris, i have a confession for you I never collected all of the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic Advance 2. <laughs> oh, well, this didn't have, like, the items didn't have, like, eyeballs and little squeaky voices. Yeah. <laughs> That's not I, I just, you, I don't have my original cartridge, so you'd have to take my word for it. I sure remember doing it, even though I'm remembering how hard it is to get the hang of the uh the uh special stages in this one because it's all about score multipliers and weird junk like that and don't get caught by zero yes and but that is the only way to unlock amy and i remember unlocking amy in that game it's so. the only way to unlock a lot of stuff including tiny chow garden yeah yeah oh really you got one look that huh you could hook up to your your gamecube via your link cable I just out, just bust out Sonic Pinball Party. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so all that said, where do we put it? I I would put it above Diamond Dust, honestly. Well, so I disagree. I definitely disagree. <laughs> there. Mm. Fight, fight, I fight. Would... <laughs> You're the one fighting. <laughs> I mean, if I had to, I would put it above Icy Isle because Icy Isle, as far as design goes, like we said, it's just kind of it's it's made up of ice cubes. I think the design of a. Uh, Ice Paradise is very, very aesthetically pleasing, even if the the functionality is a little bland. Yeah, I see. I also got all the ice go- ice effects going for it. You feel like you're in a nice level, but you're also not having the best time of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're putting it above Icy Isle. Do we put it above Robotnik Winter? Mm, I think Robotnik Winter uh, pulls ahead because it's got the cool snowboard gimmick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I guess I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, above icy isle, below Robotnik Winter. All right then. But in my heart, this is our new number four. Future Jeremy, who's editing this, please uh, play a flashback at the beginning where I said this would be a fun, chill episode, and now we're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is the last one of the year, and this is where Jake's like, "Nope, I've had enough. (laughs) I'm going to hang out with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) He's married now. He's going to pull that card." Although I'll tell you one thing, if we don't put the next one in last place, I quit the show. Yeah, this, <laughs> not really. <laughs> oh boy. Strong words for uh, White Acropolis from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. 
Mm, Last place. There it is. Which, I, I tell you what, I I I did this with a couple ones. Is I compared the this the vanilla version with Project 06, just so I wasn't you know staring at raw gameplay of Sonic 06. And I still think the only thing I like this is the music. The music is some nice thumping good time. But yeah. oh boy, and recurring I, I, theme of Sonic 06. <laughs> Even the, the the huge amount of improvements that Project 06 makes on specifically the Sonic snowboarding section at the begin of, beginning of this, um, it still looks a little rough. It's just... It looks best in the cutscene at the beginning of Shadow's campaign. Um, yep. Uh, that, that's about it, because the design itself is just generic mountain with lots of flat snow, and then... Um, you know, you've got some of uh, uh, the the enemies, the robot enemies in this. They're they're Eggman robots, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You've got Eggman's robots that unfortunately kind of blend in because a lot of them are very like light silver and and white. And then infiltrating the base, you've got the whole thing with the the, the spotlights and lots of really obnoxious. Uh, bright pink laser fences that seemingly randomly cordon off places and uh, it's just not not good folks I'm sorry music is real good I I love the soundtrack for Sonic 2006 and and this is a really good track but not it's one of those things where Project 06 do their best but fundamentally the only way you can fix this is by throwing it all away and starting from scratch (laughs) yeah you know yeah You you would have to re remap a lot of these levels to be more interesting, and this is this feels like one of the worst. I'm sorry, O six stands, and I know you're legitimately out there. Um, <laughs> this any level is immediately behind the eight ball by by virtue, so to speak, of being in Sonic O six. Uh, but honestly, though, this isn't great. Like, I feel like there are better-looking levels in that game. Yes. And this one's just... I guess they were going for a kind of moody vibe, because it's got, you know, it's got the dark clouds going on, there's a bit of a mm-hmm. s- snowstorm going on, I think, but it just... it's Like, a lot of things in this game, the design choices feel really drab. Yes. And with all those, like, a Jeremy point, those, like, those, like bootleg bionicle-looking robots <laughs> barely showing up. Yeah. If only they were bionicles. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that in the vanilla game that the snowboarding just doesn't work at all. Nope. Yeah. I, I remember it, it controls terribly. It's uh, That is one thing that, that Project that uh, 06 adds is it seems to lack animations for Sonic on it. And in Project 06, he, he very intentionally like kicks his foot like he's regaining speed, like uh, you know, like you're, you're pushing off on a skateboard or, or riding yourself on a snowboard. And it, it, that really does add a lot like the little subtle animations but yeah he just looks a step above a t-pose in the the vanilla game (laughs) and it's it's just not uh not cool looking like uh you you know you were saying the the mooding of the level like fits shadow more and like it's it's i would cut sonic out of this level completely because it does just clash with with uh you know, which I think is Shadow, you start uh, maybe in a vehicle or can pick one up real early, yeah, yep. and that's how you're you're approaching the base instead of on a goofy little snowboard. <laughs> um, and it, it does fit, like, the tone of Shadow's campaign much better. I do remember trying to um, handle that Jeep-looking thing um, 
in Shadow's campaign and not having a whole lot of luck because they were just decided, okay, we can't do the guns now, but we'll keep the vehicles. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't even think they control as good as they do in Shadow the Hedgehog, <laughs> oh, which also is very well. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to, like... I, with all the the weird moodiness going about and trying to drive a jeep, I was trying to like sing the Halo theme on my head so I could pretend I was. It was not happening. I was trying because you know if you want to have a if you're trying to force yourself to have a good time with Sonic 06, you try to pretend you're playing a good game instead. But um, there's only so much you can do with that fantasy. Also, you get to play as Rouge. Yes. So, yeah, I, I, I'm okay. I'm okay putting that at the bottom. Yep. Icy Isle, welcome to the top five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. (laughs) So let's jump forward a few years to Sonic Rush Adventure with Blizzard Peaks, which I really like the theming in this one. Like, it gets immediate points for, you know, including snowboard half pipes and having all the grind rails be frosted over. Like, they are leaning hard into the ice theme. Yes. Yeah, as much as I remember loving uh, the the Rush games, I guess I forgot, and it's my fault for not looking up a video where someone isn't speedrunning it, I forgot in Rush Adventure how much uh, uh, you rely on doing the tricks to build up your boost meter, because... (laughs) The, the video I watch, that is what is happening 90% of the time is the person is doing all the tricks with the loud noises. But uh, I, I do, I'm coming around on the, uh, the design of this one um, that uh, I like that there's a focus on the big like rainbowy crystals. Like um, I, I guess uh, imagining that this is like a whole mountaintop range, like, a, like you said, um, that I, I like those little uh, aesthetic bits in the uh, the backgrounds, which which I remember looks super nice on the uh, in in the Rush games, uh, taking advantage of the, uh, the DS, the power of the DS. Uh, this one's this was a nice level. What did I say? An ice level or a nice level? Oh, nice ice. I will say, like coming, and I know this is just immediacy, but like. Coming to this from White Acropolis, I just sincerely appreciate the amount of color and the vibrancy, like in Sonic Advance 2's <laughs> ice level. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the the boss level in in this particular section of the game is, it, it, like, I've never played this game, so like watching videos is really the only way I could like experience it. It's it's so interesting, and I especially love like like seeing it now i love like the beginning part of it where you're on the uh the the little um the little ice flow yeah the little ice flow just like out in the middle of nowhere because it reminds me of the old rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh oh animation. yeah yeah a little bit yeah man let me tell you the, the i always love the bosses in the in the rush games yeah and i think this one is like especially clever even by the standards of those rush battles because it's you know this big giant whale enemy that you, you know, hit the weak spot to open up his mouth and then you have to run through his innards with a time limit ticking down and hit a specific spot in there somewhere. But the route changes each time. And I think that's just so cool. You have to Geppetto your way through this yeah. boss. That is great. <laughs> so here's, here's a question I just thought of. Could it possibly be that this is the same whale from Adventures of Sonic that, that Robotnik... Oh, no! <laughs> that Robotnik and they got Roboticized with the gun. <laughs> I choose to believe that is the link between those universes. Well, this is well. This takes place in Blaze's dimension, so this could be that robot's dimensional counterpart. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was going to say Eggman was like, I remember that whale was an. A- <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I got out of it. We'd be remiss after bringing up uh, Giga Thomas and Cameron if not remembering that the uh, little uh, torpedo pirate robot uh, antagonist in Rush Adventure is just named Johnny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine a Sonic character named Johnny, says the STC fan. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I wonder if it's because of like Johnny Rocket. Uh, I mean, his head is literally a rocket. That might be it. There. <laughs> I mean, could be. Could it, be. It's a more memorable name than Ghost Whale. <laughs> oh, is that the name of this guy? Yeah, all of the bosses are named Ghost something or other. Ah, uh, fair enough. Ghost Whale sounds yeah, like Ghost a Whale. sounds like a melodic, like symphonic metal group. Yeah. And now, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm not remembering a lot of the ro- the lore in Sonic Rush Adventure. I might have to look that up. I remember Captain Whisker and all the little koala guys that are like uh, part of Blazing Marines crew. Yeah, like that would be an interesting one to revisit soon. We'll have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah i I like Blizzard. Pe- I like Blizzard Peaks. I'm not sure I love Blizzard Peaks. Like. I would be okay putting it at number three or four. What do you guys think? Uh, I might put it mm, maybe right above Icy Isle again, below Ice Paradise. Um, because I'm, I mean, you know, I'm also remembering the, the levels in Rush Adventure are a little odd to where it's not uh, linear like the first Rush is. There's lots of exploring the different islands. You know, Blizzard Peaks is, it's nice, um, it's just kind of, uh, uh, it's not as elaborate as I remember some of the other Rush levels being. But I'm, I, I'm not really, uh, too pressed about it. I think it's better than, than White Acropolis for certain. I mean, yeah, it's like anything coming after White Acropolis feels like a breath of fresh air or... Like, it's for sure going to be somewhere between three and five, it's a question, just kind of a question of where. Yeah, the interesting thing is, like, it's it's kind of Sonic Advance in this game, from what I've seen, because uh, again, like I said, I haven't played Sonic Rush Adventure, but um, uh, from what I've seen, it seems like they have a kindred spirit of like the levels are designed around like going fast and mastering tricks and stuff like that, and so it it definitely is the precursor to like the modern boost gameplay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would put it over Ice Paradise just because, like I said, I think it does a better job of using all the trappings of being an ice level. Yep, I, yeah. think, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I think between Paradise and Robotnik Winter. I'd never played it either, so I just think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But maybe that <laughs> well, is Yeah, of course contrast. it's cool. It's covered in ice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Look. cool, what have we got <laughs> That's a good segue. Speaking of which, we're moving on to Cool Edge from Sonic Unleashed, which might be one of my favorite ice levels, honestly. Yeah, I I agree. Even though you know, revisiting this one, which I I played Unleashed uh, a couple years ago, I played this again in Project Unleashed, which is the Sonic Generations conversion mod. Which is probably the way you should play this level. Well, you <laughs> um, know, the Xbox Series X version runs pretty good. Oh, yeah, that is true. But then, I mean, you also have to deal with the <laughs> the nighttime version of the stage. <laughs> but um, 
I I also love this. Um, of all of these stages in Unleashed where uh, during the daytime you're running on water, I think this one works the most. Um, yeah. is whereas it does a really good job of mostly, I remember there are a few areas um, to where it's pretty easy to get turned around. Telegraphs like the safe places you can go so you're not just <laughs> running out of bounds and, and drowning. And that the, the little ice sled um, can be a little finicky, but I forgive both of those things because this is a gorgeous yeah. level. It has some of the best music in the game. Uh, it, it, I, I love the, the whales, the giant humpback whales. Oh, they're so, they're such a nice element of, uh, you know, a vague callback to Sonic and whales, <laughs> yeah. except these are helping I was about him. to say, is this one of the um, few times where he doesn't fight a whale? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Well, is that because orcas are technically dolphins and those are the spawn of Satan? <laughs> yeah, I think that's what they're trying to say. <laughs> but uh, yes, this level is, I mean, is going high up on my list because um, it, it brings all of the positive experiences of Unleashed uh, back to the forefront of my mind. So um, this is the part where I become a big old Grinch because oh, I'm yeah. like the only person in this call who's not the world's biggest Sonic Unleashed fan. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried with hindsight going back. And don't get me wrong, I, I, this level is fine for me because it's actually one of the better daytime stages, which I've gotten... I, I, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm okay with the boost stages. Maybe that's because I went to play Sonic Colors after this and I was like, okay, this works now. So I would go back with that knowledge and I'm like, yeah... All right, this is this is a fun little ice level. It definitely leans into the ice stuff. There's just always this part of me that when when Sonic Unleashed comes up, I'm like, bah humbug! <laughs> that game, the one where you've got to <laughs> farm all those coins to get around, and there's all these weird uh. Pixar human people that everyone <laughs> loves, but I think make me uncomfortable. And Chip is there, <laughs> bah, patooey, patooey. But um, this one's all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I like, I like, I do like that they lean into the concept here. It's a, uh, it's, and plus. You can just watch this level. Uh, it, it's just like with some of the other ones where you're watching someone who knows how to play it well and has probably mm -hmm. leveled up their character significantly to the point that they can play it really well. Uh, when you watch it, it looks really yeah. nice. So Yeah, you know. sh shout-outs to the person who, again, the playlist uh, Luke made also included the nighttime version, uh, the Werehog level. Uh, shout-outs to that person for muting their in-game audio and inserting the level music after the fact so you can actually hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to deal with the Werehog battle theme interrupting every time you encounter an enemy. Um, yeah, I mean, that's where I get to be grumpy, where the, the again, the music in that Werehog section is gorgeous and i like the lighting in that you know the fact that it's a nighttime stage the lighting is real nice there's yeah. some aurora borealis going yeah, on but oh man i remember that being one of the uh uh where the werehog really starts to fall apart with all of the puzzles and hey climb up this wall and don't fall because uh, instead of going back to the bottom of the uh the section you'll just die and uh woof yeah <laughs> but you brought up aurora borealis and i'm just imagining good lord what is happening in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think that in both the daytime and the nighttime level this really uses the ice theming well like you've got the bobsledding you've got the breakable ice walls you've got the fire enemies that you can use to melt specific areas to open up doors you've got the 
falling icicles you have to jump across from adventure you got the slides you got all this different stuff and i think that as as far as just using its ice theming goes i think this one does a really good job of it uh, I, I like the, the 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 idea in my head, the possibility that the uh, like the nightmare creatures and maybe some of the robots, they they got bored while waiting for something to do, so they made like little like snow reindeer and snow animals <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and even like ice sculptures. <laughs> I mean, with the time you're waiting for the werehog to get around, you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that Xbox version runs fine, but I I do like the. F- the ability to just go play this level and this level alone in uh like i said the uh the project unleashed for generations or other ways that you can get this running like like it should uh, don't play it on original hardware if you can help it like there there are better official there are better official ways to do it and better unofficial ways to do it (laughs) that's probably what i should have done to be honest um because yeah not a not the not the most fun time playing uh as the lord intended i suppose (laughs) it was a game that was in a lot of ways ahead of its time and they just couldn't handle what it was trying to do so yeah i i really like cool edge i would i might put this at number two or number three i i'm i'd be happy with that as well just just looking at the whole package you know even minor minor gripes aside um, I, at the end of the day, uh, rooftop run, I think is my favorite unleashed yeah. stage. And I'm, oh, I mean, sure. I think there's a reason it made it into generations as well, but this is a, a close number two. I will accept it being up there. Cause you guys had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you said the stage was fine. Yeah, no, it is. If we're talking about the daytime one specifically, then I had a good yes. time. Yes. I, I, I'm also, uh, agree with those qualifiers. <laughs> so what's, what's, what's say we put it at number three. That seems like a reasonable compromise. Yeah, I think that's fair, but just because the werehog part of it is just it, it can be very grating, but the daytime part is just so good. It does drag it down a tiny bit. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. that is a good thing about Sonic Unleashed is a lot of the levels are very like self-contained. Like even though like to progress through the game, you have to do all of them. There is like you know it's like some of the, the little bonus levels that are shorter. You're like, oh yeah, I didn't like that one, but it doesn't take away from the main level. Well, speaking of taking away from the main level, uh, <laughs> White Park from Sonic Four Episode Two. Which is yep, yep. half of an ice stage. <laughs> okay, now can I I say like I Sonic Four episodes one and two are bad. Like there's I don't think there's there's much argument to be made there yeah. that on a whole they're just not very yeah. good. I forgot, and maybe this is just my you know my personal taste. I thought this level was gorgeous. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A- really pretty level i love all the stuff going on in the background i'm now loving really loving that this is the location used in that little chow race arc in the idw comics and seeing like oh yeah there's the roller coaster and the 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 ski lodge and it basically comes down to and maybe this in the next game we're gonna talk about i wish it was in a better playing game because Mm -hmm. i actually really like the look of this yeah i think this is definitely like one of the stages that is the most distinct in the entire Sonic 4 saga. And this is the one that gets the Metal Sonic boss fight. Yeah, that's true. What's interesting about like the, the dis- like Sonic 4 Episode 1, boy howdy, uh, <laughs> it, 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 mainly what it was going for is, 
Here's a Sonic level, but we've just remade it and renamed it and made it worse. Uh, for this one, they're like, they did that with two levels. Uh, in this case, we're getting a combination of ice, essentially uh, Ice Cap and Carnival Night Zone. So it's like a Sonic mm-hmm. 3 double decker special. Well, I, I kind of like well, it. Carnival Night Zone or Twinkle Park Zone, which they straight up just used part of the music in. Yes, I wanted to bring that up too. Is like, oh, I know that. Speaking of, there's also a Twinkle Park track in Sonic 3D Blast. Uh, yeah, it's the that was from uh the Panic Puppet Zone, I believe. Yeah, yeah, like I, it's just bringing it all back around, folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the music in this. It, I feel like it strikes the perfect balance of being incredibly busy. Like, there's lots of stuff going on in the background, but it does manage to uh, uh, not, like, your character doesn't seem to get lost too much. Right. Um, um, which, again, you know, the, the platforming, it's a little bit better in Episode 2 compared to 1, I would think, but it's still not setting the world on fire. But, yeah, I was, like, pleasantly surprised. Well, I hope not. It's an ice zone that it all melts and the roller coaster would just go down in flames. <laughs> oh, no. This is also the one that kind of introduces a, uh, essentially a super bad Nick, which I kind of like, uh, Snowy the Polar Bear. Oh, yeah. He's uh, quite, quite cool. He, he takes he takes more than just your your standard bop on the head to get past. Called Snowy in English and Bera in uh, Japanese. Now, how do you spell that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I see it. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you thought you figured it out? Yeah, I even like the, uh, the 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 Metal Sonic skirmish at the end of this, where you're you're hopping between the two, the foreground and background. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it, it's cool, but. My brain basically blocked out the fact that Act 3 of this zone exists. Like, oh, I yeah. had completely forgotten it was there until I, like, rewatched a video to refresh myself. It's like, I like the idea of enemies in a water level that can freeze the water while you're in it. That's a cool gimmick. But I'm just not a fan of watery labyrinths to begin with for obvious reasons. So <laughs> yeah. It kind of it takes a few points off of my book for that. Yeah, it does bring it bring it down a lot because yeah in in my mind even recounting it i'm like oh yeah acts one and two and then metal sonic like oh no there is a whole third act that's all underwater and very slow except you're using the uh you know the tails combo move to swim occasionally i don't think this level ever really like dedicates itself to being an ice level uh, mm-hmm. Only for like the, the first and second act, and the second sorry, the first and third act, and the third act, as you mentioned, is mostly a water level and not a very good one. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, no. and it's a shame because, like you said, this is like such a distinct level, but it's just I don't think it quite gets there in terms of what we're looking for out of an ice level. Not for lack of trying, because they've got a lot of the hallmarks: slippery floors, snowboards, avalanches, digging through snow, which is cool. But only for, like, one part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the day, I wish it was in a better game. (laughs) So where do we want to put this one on the list? This is kind of... Do you know what's weird? You mentioned, like, this shows up in IDW, and that almost makes me want to put it higher because of my association with that rather cool little (laughs) storyline. But I have to judge it as a level. And uh, as a level, it's... mm. I'd rank it somewhere around the middle, I think. Yeah, maybe down there with Blizzard Peaks and Ice Paradise. Yeah, that that seems I like think a, right in between. Yeah, that seems like a reasonable place to put it. 
Yeah, I think so. It does get boosted for its association and other media. (laughs) That's just what it comes down to. And the fact that it has a Metal Sonic bite, you know what? You know, that does help. Yeah. 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 Metal Sonic boosts it too, but yeah, that oh, that that is still one of my. It's very low stakes as far as like IDW stories go, but it is one of my favorites. Um, it's a great little. You got Chow races. You got Rouge has got fun outfits on. Um, that's where they introduce the. Uh, I mean, I interpret him as a uh, like a big uh, Nolens uh, green possum uh, <laughs> to whale fella who's there with the Chow race. Yeah, and then you end up on isn't it uh, Starline on the roller coaster yep. with Sonic and Shadow? Yeah, it's good stuff. Go read that. Folks. Yeah, it's real good. But yeah, White Park, our new number six. So let's jump ahead one more year to Sonic Lost World with Frozen Factory. Now, speaking of pretty levels that I wish were in games that felt better to play, <laughs> yeah, I this is way up there because I. It has been a long time since I've played any of Lost World. Uh, I think that uh, there's a PC version that I think there exists some pretty pretty neat mods out there. Like, who thought holding a, holding a trigger the entire time to make Sonic run fast was a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, man, this level is also pretty. Like, I love the, uh, you could argue, blisteringly bright primary club colors of Sonic Lost World. Right. I It really gels with me. Yeah. And I love the... Uh, even uh, again now with hindsight, the very Mario Galaxy inspired uh, uh, floating levels uh, this one opens up with. Oh, yeah. Oh, surely you mean Sonic Extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but there are some really like subtle touches that I like. Like when Sonic is on slippery floors, he literally ice skates and does like a pirouette when he jumps. That's a great yeah. touch. Yeah. Yep, it's it's so nice. Uh, that carries over into the I think the fourth stage, which is a two D section, and it's it's a very nice little animation, and it's 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 a very cute little jump. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the music in these stages as well. I think my issue with this is because, like with Sonic Three D Blast, it's kind of like creating a new like formula of levels and just sort of like adding like a new coat of paint to each one. Like, here's the desert one, here's the snow one, and they've all got, like, the checkerboard pattern. It's still really pretty to look at, but it does feel a bit uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, looking looking at it as a package as a whole. I appreciate that they kind of break that up a little bit, at least in a couple of them, by also mixing it with the uh, kind of industrial theme and having all these factory elements, like the tubes and stuff. That yeah, I completely true. forgot that right in the middle of this is straight up casino night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not just a oh, it's a casino, uh, you know, level like oh no, this is casino night. There's the little dudes with the shields, you know, here's the pinball machine, which hey, another pinball section we forgot about. Don't care. But not really because <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I I don't remember uh uh this one, you know, being particularly good either as far as a here's a pinball table. But uh yeah, I love the um I can't 100% remember how it worked, but I love kind of love the little gimmick of not only are you picking up rings in Casino Night, but you're picking up like just loose change or I guess tokens uh, to to make it uh, that follow you through the level to make it through to the exit that I think gives uh, like massive bonus points and whatnot. Yeah, the one really glaring issue with this set of stages, though, is Act 2, because that's the one where you play as Sonic and the Big Snowball. And it is 
so miserable to control, especially on Wii U, because you yep. had to use motion controls, as I recall. Oh gosh, you did, oh, yeah. No. And tilt the tablet. Uh, yeah, I remember. I remember dying a lot when I was playing that particular level. Yeah, and the, the gimmick was you could roll over the rings and pick them up, but they wouldn't be collected until you hit the checkpoint. It's it's a cute idea visually for yeah, like the first thirty seconds until you realize you have to play the whole level and a mini boss, I believe. Yep. Uh, uh, I, I do think they at least put a nice bow on it is after you beat the level sonic does his little victory break dance into act but still inside the snowball so it's just the snowball bouncing around <laughs> for a second it's it's a one of those cute little ideas but yeah basically it's very pretty i love the music um that the snowball one is real bad but again i wish it was in a game that wasn't sonic lost world yeah which you know isn't again it's one of those that i look back on like yeah that wasn't a total disaster but also was just obtuse enough to where it's not it just doesn't occupy a a a super uh heavy portion of my you know good sonic memories (laughs) yeah unfortunately (laughs) so where do we want to put it in the list Oh man, it's it's hard to get by on just design and music. Although we kind of just did that with White Park, <laughs> I, I would probably put it under White Park because, again, as much as I do like the the de- the design and the colors of like the big floating stages, like the Casino Night area is kind of bland yeah. as far yeah. as it's it's a lot of big uh, colorful boxes and not really you know objects. Oh no, there's a part in the factory where you're doing like the screw sections from Metropolis saying, yep. I don't like that. That's one of the parts I didn't like about Sonic 2. <laughs> so <laughs> they, took, they gave us that again. That puts it down further. The, those are not fun yeah, either. I, so. I would be okay putting it somewhere around 7 or 8. Yeah, maybe above Icy Isle. Yeah, above, yeah, I... above Icy Isle for sure. It's just a question of, do we also put it above Ice Paradise? Because I think White Park is a better stage. I th- me personally I put it under Ice Paradise just because I think Ice Paradise just straight up controls better I know it's not I know it doesn't com- commit to like the iciness as well but like but just like You're probably gonna have yeah. more fun <laughs> yeah honestly you'll have a lot more fun with Icy Paradise or Ice Paradise rather yeah okay I, I think you're right alright then we will make Frozen Factory our new number 8 Alright, so we are entering the home stretch, and next up is one of the more obscure zones on our list that I don't know that anybody else besides me has actually played, Kodiak Frontier from Sonic Boom, Fire, and Ice. I didn't realize that this is the opening level, so I played some of this, booting the game up to make sure it runs, Um, and... I, I mean, you've talked about you just played through those games. This is a nice little little level. Yeah. This is a good introduction to this, uh, you know, sequel to uh, the Sonic Boom 3DS game. Yeah, and like, I appreciate that, you know, there's a little bit of ice in all of the levels just because, you know, that's the theme of the game. But this is the one that is very definitely the ice level. And I actually really like this one compared to a lot of the others because it's like, it's ice, but it's also mixed with the forest aesthetic as opposed to most of the ice levels in the list where it's like either just all ice or it's like a mountain region or something like that. Whereas this one is, you know, it's definitely themed more after like the Pacific Northwest of America, like in the Alaska, kind of Alaska type regions. 
because it's got like the forest mixed with it and a lot of kind of handcrafted elements by whatever uh, indigenous tribes are living in the area. And I think that goes a long way to giving it an identity beyond any of these other ice levels. That's kind of like it's Western, um, like it's created by a Western studio, right? So like I feel that that inspiration is quite noticeable. Yeah, for sure. I kind of uh, by the stage design and like you said, like the uh, the the cold foresty look to all of it. I kind of get like uh, Donkey Kong Country vibes from it. Yeah, it's it's a lot like you know late game tropical freeze. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of spiky plants too. Yeah, and it, it it also has the benefit of again opening up this game uh, with a couple of like pretty charming cutscenes from from Boom Sonic and Amy here. Yeah, those are just straight up like the show. Like unlike the cutscenes in um I think the console game, oh god. Um, <laughs> those just seem to be constructed from the actual show itself. Like they they had the benefit of of being a follow-up to the unfortunately, you know, yeah. ultimately failed spin-off franchise. Yeah, there, there's still a lot of in-engine cutscenes in this game, but the few CG scenes you get are really good. Yeah, even the in-engine stuff, like, did, for for a 3DS game at the time, like, did not look bad either. Yeah. You know, it, real easy to to write this one off of, like, a, yeah, it's a, a licensed, you know, Western-developed title spin-off of Sonic. Like, it did not have to look as good as it does, but it, it's a, it's a nice-looking game. Yeah, and side note, I really like the, uh, like, use of the dual screen for the bosses in these games. Like, especially, this is one of the first one that really demonstrates it, where you've got the boss, like, it's moving around on the top screen while you're also controlling Sonic on the bottom screen, avoiding attacks, and I appreciate that use of verticality. It's it's a nice gimmick that doesn't feel uh, uh, held back by the fact that they're, like, using the, the 3D and the dual screens. Yeah. It makes me want to get to these games eventually because I like the switching between characters to like, oh, here's a block that Amy can hit with her hammer and here's a speedy section for Sonic. Well, hold on a second. The Sea Fox is in this? Yeah. Sorry, I'm just looking at the video. (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little RC thing that uh, Tails uh, drives. And his his propeller is literally his Tails. That's pretty great. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta play this game. Um, it's really hard to judge it based on just footage because there's a lot of this since it, since like a lot of the game is ice, uh, since it's fire and ice. But yeah, but I, I this is pretty cool. The point is, I really like the uh, theming in this level, and I would like it's fun to play. It uses the ice theme well. I would honestly rank it probably higher up than a lot of the ones we've been uh, looking at so far. Just my gut says put it like above Blizzard Peaks as far as I, I think it, it takes the, uh, like you said, the a similar theming of, yeah, mountainous, but but uh, really has its own um, its own di- design identity. Like I feel like getting to like Blizzard Peaks and some of those down there that some of them do blend together. It's like, oh, yeah, this is an ice Sonic level. But this one, yeah, l- like you said, this one really does stand out on its own. Yeah, I... I might even be tempted to put it above Robotnik Winter. Ooh, I don't know. But this does have the benefit <laughs> of like being part of a game with a, like such a heavy ice theme, like I was saying. So they they can really lean into the ice here, like if it's such a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. I quite, I quite, I think it really like if you want if you want a uh, wintry experience from your Sonic, you're gonna get that here. 
Yeah. Also really reminding me of when you could play as the other characters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, honestly, I think I'm, I'm feeling it right above Robotnik winter and right below cool edge. Okay. All right. Then I'm uh, just one man. (laughs) I'm okay with that. If everyone else is. All right, then let's make like, we're treating this very seriously. (laughs) Let's make Kodiak frontier our new number four. And finally we get to the last zone on our list. Press Garden from Sonic Mania. So this is technically a winter level throughout, but you don't know at first. <laughs> it does it does lose points a little bit because it spends all of Act One in a you know Robotnik's newspaper factory or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Can I can I show my arse and say that it took me probably three or four uh, playthroughs to realize the the Press Garden what that meant, yeah. and I was like, yeah. Oh, it's newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) And then it, you know, carries on into act two where like, oh, here is the forest being harvested to make the newspaper. And now it is one of my favorites for certain. It's, it's hard to narrow down, uh, uh, the, my favorite original levels in, in Sonic mania, but boy, this is up there because uh, again, yeah, the second half is the wintry part, but it's so good. Uh, I love all of the the little gimmicks with having to get frozen in the ice cube and every single character sprite stuck in the ice cube is hilarious and adorable and uh, it's it's great stuff. I will say like this, this really happens like the moment you beat the Act 1 boss and the snow starts coming down and then you step forward through into act one and the whole garden opens up for you you finally see the garden bar and suddenly you're like taken into this whole new world oh i love this yeah i love the little touches like the uh uh the wood chipper uh platforms you can jump on that immediately start grinding down the you know the part of the tree you're using (laughs) and Oh, just great stuff like that. All the little... I, isn't there isn't there specifically a bad Nick that still explodes and turns into an ice cube even if you hit it? <laughs> yeah, it's... There's just a lot to love in this level, but it's a little harder for me because of the fact that it is, uh, you know, only half of an ice level. Yeah. That is true. Technically. And it does even have an ice-themed boss. You know, the uh, the, the ninja... Uh, uh, yeah, the uh, heavy shinobi, who is yeah, basically just one big uh, homage to shinobi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, even throws the... Uh... <laughs> Those those godforsaken starfish from uh, Metropolis yeah. Zone. <laughs> so it's kind of as, appropriate as that this whole this this whole act is very like a Japanese garden. So that's kind of like prefacing the fact they're going to be fighting a ninja. Yeah, like I believe they said that their inspiration was based on like a real life Japanese shrine that had a lot of like industrialization uh, going on in that area around it. So it, it makes sense given the context. It's still a really good zone, but. I just wish that it had leaned a bit more into... Well, I guess I don't really wish that because I really like the dynamic that it has between Act 1 and Act 2, but for the purposes of this list, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say from an aesthetic point of view, I really... I just think it's a nice little touch that you have the the snowflakes constantly falling uh, that are just like the tiny little like diamonds like pointy little diamonds but you also it's an interesting contrast between that and then like the different like either red or pink uh leaves or petals that fall down and like you said it's supposed to be like a a japanese 
I guess like kind of like a Sakura garden. And I don't know, just like from a color standpoint, it just looks interesting. And I, I dig it. I like it. Like you said, it's purely for the sake of this list, but that act one is really good too. Yeah. Like I, I love the, the, uh, the bouncing up to the high paths using the, you know, the different gears and, and, and paths and stuff like that. And, uh, oh yeah, the elevator. I love the, the scary, uh, uh, pressing elevators in that game where you have to, uh, uh, you know, jump through the boxes before it crushes the whole platform you're on. Oh yeah. And like the ice springs as well. That's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah, the the single use. <laughs> I just think, like Jake was saying, like aesthetically, I don't think there are any other stages. Like we've we've covered a lot of ice stages, and this one is the most original looking of the whole bunch. I think for sure, mm. like like palette wise and generally the the theme they've got going on. Plus the music. Oh yeah, like act, mm. like the first track is great. The second track, God rest his soul. I will always remember Etika's reaction to coming across the music yeah. in the press garden act two and just mm. vibing out to it. That's that's where we're all at. <laughs> this <laughs> is so some good. of T Lopez's best stuff. Yeah. So it's it, it is hard to divorce th- those feelings. Just ranking <laughs> uh, wintry Sonic levels, but it's up it's up there for me. Yeah. It hasn't been that long since I played Mania, but yeah, just remembering the 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 gorgeous sprite, uh, uh, you know, character sprites and how they match with s- seemingly somehow managed to match with every level uh, and just look right at home and are beautifully animated. So the whole thing is just an experience. Yes. yes. I just think I'm like biased because it's Sonic Mania and I love Sonic Mania. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing my best to divorce my feelings on the individual games from my feelings on these as ice levels up to this point, but that's bad. this one's this one's tougher to do that with, but we must make that choice. I don't know if I'm ready to put it above ice cap, but oh, I'd no, be happy no. with number two. <laughs> number it does. I don't know if I can put it at number two because I really love Diamond Dust. I yeah, have to yeah. say, like I am with Luke on the sense of. It's not. It doesn't commit to being a winter level only for Act Two, so that right. does kind of lower it a little bit. So if we if we're like ranking wonderful Sonic stages, it's high up there. Oh, yeah. But if we're ranking specifically <laughs> wonderful ice levels, it's harder to rank it higher because of the fact that it's only halfway an ice level. I will admit, I'm tempted to put it right above Kodiak Frontier. Yeah, I'm hovering somewhere around there, either right above or right below Kodiak Frontier. So either number four or number five. I think it's just the benefit of this team working on this and making such a wonderful level. You know, that's uh, it, it all came together to create a, ooh, a lovely experience. Yeah. And when you do get to that winter act, it's very wintry. Yeah. It's, oh, <laughs> there's some cool feelings there. Yeah, I'd push for it to be number four on this one. I, I'd be okay with right that. Right below Cool yeah. Edge. Yeah, I can accept that. Okay, then let us put Press Garden at number four. With that, we have our full list. So recapping from the bottom up. Number 12, White Acropolis from Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Number 11, Icy Isle from Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Number 10, Frozen Factory from Sonic Lost World. Number 9, Ice Paradise from Sonic Advance 2. Number 8, White Park from Sonic the Hedgehog 4 Episode 2. Number 7, Blizzard Peaks from Sonic Rush Adventure. Number 6, Robotnik Winter from Sonic Triple Trouble. Number 5, Kodiak Frontier from Sonic Boom Fire and Ice. Number 4, Press Garden from Sonic Mania. 
Number 3, Cool Edge from Sonic Unleashed. Number 2, Diamond Dust from Sonic 3D. And number 1, to literally nobody's surprise, Ice Cap from Sonic 3 and Sonic Adventure and Sonic Drift. And We knew that all. going in. It does have the benefit of not just being one of the best like ice levels in Sonic 3, but also one of the best ice levels in Sonic Adventure. Like It's stacked the deck in its favor. Oh, yeah. It can't help. Mm-hmm. If we were like ranking them separately, maybe that would be more difficult, but... We did. If we rank them separately, can't. Ice Cap 3 would be number one and Ice Cap Adventure would be number two. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty and much. Ice Cap Drift would be in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it would exist. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I do feel a bit sad that we didn't do a song for that. Oh, the 12th yeah, dice level of so Sonic. Long. My true love gave <laughs> to me. so long. <laughs> well, and before we wrap up, can we do a, a special mention of the uh, the snow versions of all the tracks from Sonic R? Yeah. Because I'm just remembering how much I like those. <laughs> <You> can, <laughs> but they don't really count. They don't really count. No. But I do use those snow versions often to just cheat my way through the stages and cut across the water and whatnot so i <laughs> yep, respect yep. it they don't and they don't change the music it's not can you feel the snowfall does it make things really cold <laughs> <laughs> well, don't you feel uh, really stiff now in winter while you're old i don't know when you, when you <laughs> see release dates does it make you feel old <laughs> Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, there's a lot of snow zones that we didn't do for different reasons because we weren't super familiar with them, or they were just like frozen versions of existing zones, or in some cases they came from other games, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, uh, yeah. but it was a lot. Yeah, we well. we had to <laughs> cut it down substantially. I mean, there's other icy levels I like, like. Uh, Ice Factory from Sonic Riders and like <laughs> I had another one that had died and I think it's funnier this way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean really it's mobile stuff or like Crystal Mountain uh, Zone the, from Sonic the... Rivals. Yeah, yeah. And the rest. <laughs> and the rest, yeah. Like the Roblox blocks game that I'm definitely never going to play. Ever. <laughs> like, like there's some levels in Sonic Forces that have snow falling, but they're not really ice levels, and it's like, meh. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Do- doesn't count. Although I do still like the, the weird mix and forces of the jungle level that is also a casino. Oh, yeah. Sh- sure, why yeah. not? <laughs> Honestly, all things considered, I'm happy with the 12 we picked, and I'm happy with the order in which we place them. I am yeah. too. Yeah. I just really like ice levels. Like, not always. Not always playing them so much, because you're often doing slippy, slidey stuff, but not really in Sonic as much, so that's why they're good here. Yeah. Uh, but I just like snowy levels and with snowy music that make you feel all warm inside despite them being cold, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a nice way to kind of close off this, well, I guess not a full year for us, but the first year of existence for The Hill is Always Greener. Yeah. <laughs> An ice way. <laughs> this past year, he says, looking at the calendar... Oh dear, there's still more left for us in this current time of recording. But uh, this has been a fun time talking about Sonic. Yep. And there's more to come, yes. even though we've still yet to reach our actual year mark. But it's, it's, it's significant enough. 
Yeah, the the, the end of a of a calendar here year. This is coming out right uh, before uh, New Year's, I believe. And so, yeah, we're we are reminiscing on on uh, everything we've done. Yeah, it's been. We made it through another year. He says, hoping this age as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, <laughs> if everything explodes, nobody will ever know our bad hindsight. <laughs> For all the ups and downs of this year in general, doing this podcast, as I said last time, has been an absolute joy to do with you guys on a regular basis. And I look forward to continuing to do so in the year to come absolutely yep it's been such a it's was that extra little push that we needed to give ourselves to make sure that we we get together and hang out yeah (laughs) on a on a more regular basis and it has been so much fun i mean that absolutely sincerely (laughs) i've had a lot of fun on i've had a lot of fun on this podcast and it's been really cool to just learn so much and be more exposed to you know just sonic stuff in general and you know i love sonic and it's great to learn like different lore it's great to learn different fan games and different things about games that i even feel like sometimes i know like frontwards and backwards <laughs> and, and and like jeremy said it's been wonderful to be able to do this on a pretty regular basis and just be able to hang out with you guys more often for sure yep. yeah yep there is always something new to learn about sonic uh, that becomes more true every passing week, every passing day. I know, day. seriously. <laughs> There's always something hiding under the surface of Sonic that just come becomes unleashed uh, sooner or later. At the risk of being too on the nose, we've only just seen the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was uh, it was definitely a very interesting and fun episode. We it, it kind of felt like an audio form of one of those YouTube tier list videos. <laughs> uh, we just again, thank you so much for listening to this. Not only this episode, but this series as it's gone on throughout the year, and we look forward to starting this new year with y'all in a very fun way. Um, uh, before we get to what we're going to tease, uh, you can find me on all the socials, you know, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and even Twitch at Rock the Jake. And actually, Twitch is Mr. Rock the Jake. Come check me out. Uh, I'm starting to, I'm trying, I'm starting to stream a little bit more. I'm trying to get into a, a little bit of that competitive Dragon Ball Fighters scene. I'm not good enough yet, but oh, <laughs> but maybe by the time this episode comes out, I'll still not be good enough. <laughs> <laughs> But I have been uh, Jeremy. I am Game Buddy on most uh, socials. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy, and that's G R and the number eight. Uh, I'm Luke. You can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink420. I am Chris. I keep forgetting to call myself by my actual name, but that, that is it. But you can also know me as Falero, and you can find me at all the socials, most likely, at F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. That's how it goes. Yes. <laughs> and of course, as always, thank you so, so much to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp, and you can also follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Waters Music. Um, and please, uh, as you're listening to this, remember to subscribe to the the podcast and also uh, rate it and review it and share it on both uh, podcast 
forms and also on YouTube because we release it in both ways. Uh, because either way you consume it, either way you listen or watch it, uh, the reviews and the commenting and especially the sharing is extremely helpful for us to be able to get this out there. And, you know, as we always try to say with this podcast, we try to be very positive and and fun with it. And, you know, of course, you know, not, everything's not 100% positive, but... <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes we have to talk about White Acropolis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we, we try to make this a very fun, positive space. And uh, especially with, you know, some of the discourse that you can see on different websites when it comes to Sonic, you know, we need positive spaces to be able to just talk about, hey, this is what we really enjoy about the Blue Hedgehog. So, and the way you contribute to that is with reviewing and sharing and commenting and all that good stuff. Oh, I like the way Jake puts it because it sounds way less like begging. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I could pull it off. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> As we enter into this new year, uh, we, we got to talk about it a lot throughout this episode, and we are going to have a double header of a couple episodes talking about Sonic 3D Blast. Or Sonic 3D Flicky's Island, depending on where you're from. Oh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so we're going it, to, it'll be, it'll be very fun to go into that game, because I know myself, I've played it a good bit, but it'll be good to do a deeper dive of it for this next episode. Yeah, this is this is one I, I I mentioned already holds a you know kind of a special cordoned off place in my heart because I don't think it's anybody's favorite classic era Sonic game, but I I don't think it's 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 bad as its reputation precedes it, and I'm I'm very interested in experiencing the versions of the game that I've never touched, like the PC the Saturn version, and uh, you know hearing some of that new music that I'm not familiar with. See, this is going to be a very important. <laughs> episode for me because that pc version was the first sonic game i ever owned all so, right yeah this yep. is going this is going to be an interesting one for me <laughs> uh, kicking off the year with the game that kicked off your sonic fandom i suppose in a manner of speaking <laughs> i think that wraps up everything for us and again thank you so much for watching and we'll see you in the next episode i have been rock the jake i'm game buddy i'm cyberlink and I'm Falero, and this has been The Hill Is Always Greener for year one, kind of, uh, 2022. And uh, hey, Sonic, that's a good look for you. Festive. Hey, <laughs> nice. <laughs> you really hate Get that game. Topical. Uh, <laughs> I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Happy New Year. Oh, Christmas has passed. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you, until the courts prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs>